stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, interesting case that's come up in Alberta, and this is going to court. Uh, but there's kind of a, a fundamental question here as it pertains to freedom of religion. Should religion be any sort of a barrier to adopting a child? Well, you wouldn't think so. It certainly shouldn't be. And especially for kids, so older kids who are in foster care, finding them a home, finding them a family, right? That should be job number one. And if uh, the potential families happen to be religious, well, that, that's, that's not an issue. Or at least it shouldn't be. So there's a, a Christian couple in Alberta who says that they were denied the opportunity to adopt a child because of their religious views. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms has uh, filed a court application against Alberta Child and Family Services on behalf of this couple. Joining us to talk more about the case is uh, John Carpe, uh, president of the Justice Center, a Calgary-based lawyer. John, thanks for joining us here today. Pleasure to be with you. Okay, uh, the, the couple are referred to in, in these court documents as CD and ND, so the, the D family, I guess we can call them. So did, did they uh, approach you, or how did you get involved in that? They approached us um, when they came to the end of the road. Uh, you know, they'd gone through different steps and stages, but when they were told definitively that they were not allowed to uh, become uh, adoptive parents uh, because of their uh, religious beliefs, uh, they came to us, but they had heard about the Justice Center through the um, through our involvement in a different case in Ontario, where a foster home was closed because the Christian foster parents uh, refused to tell the young girls in their care that the Easter Bunny is real. Right. And so this Edmonton couple had heard about us uh, th- that way. Okay, so uh, they, they were the couple were looking to adopt a child, and so they they had made their application uh, to to do so. That's correct. And they went through and a uh, home study report came back with a glowing recommendation that they were a caring, loving, stable, uh, mature, uh, financially capable couple who would make great foster parents. And uh, the only issue that, that came later on was their, um, uh, their evangelical Christian beliefs about sexuality and marriage. Okay. Uh, this couple's unable to have children on their own, but but they 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 want a family. That's that's why they were looking to adopt. Yeah, one of the uh, the, the husband was himself adopted, and uh, the wife was particularly interested in adopting older kids because apparently, uh, when you know everybody that wants to adopt, they want to adopt a, a baby or maybe a one year old or a two year old. But once kids are you know, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, almost nobody wants to adopt them, and so the, this couple really wanted to uh, open up their their hearts and their homes to uh, older kids who would be otherwise very unlikely to ever be adopted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's certainly admirable on their part. So, uh, let me ask the question this way, Joan, because I, I guess I could see where potentially it would come up because uh, maybe a child they adopt maybe turns out to be. Uh, gay, say for example, and you know if if these uh, these two have very fire and brimstone views, and that they would denounce this child or cast out this child or something along those lines, maybe that would be an issue. But was that the case here? Not the case here. Uh, they were asked by the um, uh, 
uh, Catholic social services, home study practitioner. You know, what would you do if you had uh, a child who was questioning their sexuality? And the parents said, we would communicate openly with the child about that. We would reassure the child of our love. And I then asked, well, what, uh, how would you handle it if the child was engaging or wanted to engage in, quote, sexual exploration, quote, and uh, whether these parents would encourage it? And they said, no, uh, we think that, uh, you know, sex is reserved for marriage. We don't think it's healthy or appropriate for, for teenagers to be uh, sexually active. So we would not encourage uh, our child, gay or straight, to uh, get into sexual exploration. So that's that's kind of where the the breaking point was with uh, with the government. Okay. So, I mean, is it legitimate to ask those questions, though, in your view? I think it is because uh, it, it, it's similar to you know what, what would you do if you, your child you found out your child was using drugs or what yeah. would you do if your child was talking about suicide? What if? What if? What if? Mm-hmm. They're, they're good conversations to have because. It seems to me if if a prospective foster parent or a prospective adoptive parent is extremely uncomfortable discussing that, that might be a red flag that they might not be it might not make for really good parents, right? so it's it's a great uh, those questions should be asked uh, because it tells you a lot if people can just answer that and and discuss it calmly and appropriately, uh, that's probably a good signal that they're going to be good parents. Yeah. All right. So then, I mean, it's your position that that the answers they provided to those questions that there there's there's no issue with that. Well, they were they were told later uh, because there was an initial process where the initial report said uh, that that they would be good foster parents, and then later on, there's a lengthy 13 page affidavit that's, that's posted on our website at. Um, uh, www.jccf.ca, but later on, uh, the Alberta Family Services gets involved, and uh, that's where things go uh, uh, sideways, and, and they end up um, being not approved, even though they were initially. Yeah, so something changed at some point. Now, as I also understand it, though, you had Catholic Social Services involved, and so Catholic Social Services had uh, backed the couple's application, but then at some point along the way reversed that position. So what happened with Catholic Social Services? It was, it was the involvement of, uh, of the Alberta Child and Family Services that uh, caused the, the reversal in the, uh, uh, in the position. They're, they're a bit, it's a good question, they're a bit intertwined here because the Catholic Social Services is largely government-funded, uh, like more than 90% of the revenues. So there, there's a lot of government involvement in that. I mean, they are technically separate. Okay, but what's their role then? They carry out the screening and evaluation of the okay. perspective, uh, right? So instead of having like a, the, instead of the ministry itself, it's the Catholic Social Services was, was one of several different agencies that handles the adoption application process. All right, so uh, it was March 13th, Catholic Social Services reversed its recommendation, and it was pretty clear then in, in the letter that this had to do with these, these issues, potential issues of sexual identity. Yeah. The, uh, the home study practitioner uh, said that uh, 
you know, you're a great couple, you'd be great parents, you have a solid relationship, your finances are good, but because of your religious beliefs regarding sexuality, um, they, uh, they're worried that the match could break down and the child would have to be uh, returned back to being a ward of the, uh, of the government. And the couple responded and said they would never do such a thing that would be completely antithetical yeah. to those religious beliefs about unconditional love. So they said, you know, we would never, uh, it's not even on our radar screen that, that a child would be uh, taken away from us and the adoption ended. And yet uh, they get this formal non-approval letter in, uh, in March. All right. So it wasn't until May then, I, I guess, that, that this officially, this or this rejection became official then. Yeah, there was a bit of an appeal process, but the the uh, which uh, you know was looked at again, and and uh, uh, nothing came of that. So the uh, there's there some follow up meetings, but then it it didn't change. And at the end of the day, uh, they said that. Uh, you know, you can't, uh, you're not going to be able to adopt uh, any children uh, because of your religious opinions about uh, about sexuality. All right, so um, now we're at the point where, as we say, you're, you're taking this to court, an application has been filed. So what's the basis of this application? It's a, it's a violation of, uh, of equality rights under the Charter, uh, to for the government or a government agency to discriminate against uh, people on the basis of their religion, you know, and, and these parents are not unique. I mean, there are uh, there are Muslims, there are Orthodox Jews, there are uh, practicing Catholics, there are all kinds of people, uh, even non-religious people, who've got uh, you know, traditional views on sexual morality, mm-hmm. and 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 these people disproportion uh, are disproportionately more involved in foster care and adoption than people who are not religious. So if you if you knock out all of these parents and they can't participate, you're going to see an awful lot of, of needy kids that are not going to be put into uh, foster care or into adoption. Well, yeah, no kidding. Now, the government's not commenting on this case, but I, I guess this couple was informed at some point along the way that this is the, the official position of the Alberta government. Is that right? They were told that uh, that it's the official position of the Alberta government. And, you know, in due course, in the months ahead, we expect the government to file its affidavit and they will, you know, state that that is the case or... Oh, who knows? I, I can't predict. I mean, maybe the government will apologize and say that they made a mistake, and you know that could also bring an end to the uh, to the court action. It would become moot. Yeah. Uh, but if the government digs in its heels and fights this, uh, then we will find out specifically what the government's position is. John, and can you clarify a point here? Someone texted to say, why is religion even asked? Now, you talked about some of the questions they asked about what would you do if, et cetera, et cetera. But some point early on, are there questions... Uh, that are, I mean, are you religious, or what religious views do you hold? Did, did that did that come up before? I think that comes up uh, all the time, and I think it's part of the. You don't have privacy rights, you know, when you're when you're going to be adopting kids or even going into foster care. Right. So it is quite standard. They will ask you all kinds of. They might ask you, you know, were you sexually abused as a child, or and how much money do you make. And you know whatever yeah, right? they There's want all to know about personal you. questions. Sure. So the the religion I think is part and parcel of the of the 
the report should paint a picture of what the parents are like. And if the parents are, you know, devout Muslims or Jews or Catholics or evangelical Christians, and they're going to a house of worship uh, once a week, that would just go into the home study report because it's, it's part of the whole. Uh, so I think it's okay to ask about religion because it's part and parcel of, of who the people are. Uh, but then to say, okay, well, you, you're you not in line with the government's views on sexuality, uh, you would, you know, discourage teenagers from being sexually active. Therefore, uh, you're not fit to be an adoptive parent. And that's what the government's done here. All right. Well, yeah, I think this is an important case, John. Be interested to see where it all goes from here. JCCF.ca, more at the website. Thanks for making some time for us here, John. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. You too. John Carpe, uh, president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. So that's interesting to me. Because obviously uh, they, they want to know about you. And so being religious is not a barrier to adopting children. You want to bring a child into your family and we're a religious family. We go to the church every Sunday or we go to the mosque or the temple or whatever. Okay, that, that's fine. And sure, it's logical to ask, okay, you're bringing this child into your life. What would you do if, you know, a few years later, I mean, this was an older child they were looking at adopting. Uh, the child announces that, that uh, he's gay. What would you do? And if the answer is, uh, yeah, we, we'd, we'd send it back. We don't want that. Sure, okay, big red flag. Don't, don't let these people adopt. But if the answer is unconditional love is what we believe in and what we practice, uh, it seems to me you've addressed the issue, I think. Unless I'm missing something. 403-974-8255. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.